Hello, humans of the earth, and thank you for joining us on this wonderful day. My name is Heidi. And my name is Dana. And this is Fun Times with Dana and Heidi. Today, we have a special guest all the way from Maryland, Madeline Stern. She is a 17-year-old who runs an amazing self-care, mental health, and positivity blog called Real and Relatable. Madeline, please introduce yourself to our wonderful listeners. Hi, I'm so thrilled to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I have a blog, Real and Relatable, where I post about a variety of topics as long as it's authentic. Anything from stress to relationships to body image and everything in between. In addition to writing for my blog and making fun content for my Instagram, my hobbies include hiking, exploring new places, doing Zumba, and spending time with my friends. And I cannot wait to hang out with you guys on this podcast today. Oh, that's great. You know, she's in the Zumba. She's getting that workout, that dance workout. We love that. Yes. Yeah. Those hips. Yeah. So today's interview is all about positivity. Now, we know a little bit about Madeline or Mads. So we are going to start our interview now. So our first question for you is, why do you think sharing the message of positivity is important today? Ooh. All right. I love this question. So I think that there is a lot of negativity in the media, whether it be news events or promoting, almost promoting putting oneself down or judging other people. And I think that we can each do our part to make the world a less negative and more positive place. I personally have noticed that Instagram can be negative at times. Don't get me wrong. There are definitely some positives, but there's things like comparison and Instagram can certainly be a highlight reel with everyone posting them, but their best selves. And I want to contribute to making social media a better space and just all around adding that positivity and making social media and the internet a more positive experience. Yeah, for sure. I think that Instagram can definitely turn quite toxic if you let it be that way. So, you know, a lot of especially teenagers are prone to like self-comparison and just uh, having a lot like a negative influence instead of trying to connect with other people. They kind of like just berate themselves and put themselves down. So I think that that message of positivity is something that we really need today. So I don't know what you think, Heidi. I think you have it spot on, Madeline. So Mm -hmm. I have had Instagram since 2014 and it's 2021 now. So that's Mm -hmm. seven years. It's crazy, right? And I think it's cool to see the evolution of how Instagram used to be super casual to now it's like, oh, we have a model for this Instagram ad and we have a model for this post right here. And I'm just here being like, oh, like this is me, like no, no filter or anything. And I think you are right. Like we need to have more positivity because a lot of people are comparing themselves without even realizing it. And it's really, really sad. Yeah, definitely. I think a big part of it is like before and after photos or something actually prompted me in starting my blog I just saw all these videos about how to lose weight or exercise to get a six-pack diet culture yes so and I am really about countering that as I said earlier I love Zumba but I love Zumba because it makes me feel good and I feel so happy and I that's the kind of stuff that I want to promote on my blog when there's so much other content about losing weight and exercising for benefits that are external when it should really be coming from internal motivators Mm -hmm. yes 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 I think that brings us to our next question, and that is, what mental health stigmas do you wish would change? Okay, that's a good question. I would say one um, is that there, I feel, is a hesitancy to talk about 
emotions. People don't like sharing the authentic parts of themselves necessarily due to fear of being judged or just because it's not super common. I think that sometimes life can be quite artificial, um, but really everyone should be comfortable being authentic because we were all made the way we're supposed to be. And so I think that's one thing. And then a second thing is that I don't think that mental health is treated the same as physical health. For example, when someone gets a sports injury, it's common and someone will talk about it like it's no big deal. But then when it comes to things like anxiety or depression, people may feel less comfortable talking about stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. I think that it's really important, especially right now that mental health is getting a lot more coverage than it used to. I think it's really important to try to break that stigma and realize, especially like from a young age, like I know that a lot of schools or some schools at least are like doing initiatives to help, uh, you know, have kids know that it's okay to express your emotions and not be afraid of them. And, you know, to really just be mindful of yourself and take care of yourself. Yeah, yeah. So what you said right now reminds me of the concept of dating yourself that I heard on a podcast from Victoria Garrick, and I love her. And I'm sure you're familiar with her because we're all like in the same same era mindset. And I think you're right. Like people treat physical injuries so much differently than mental health injuries. It's it's like, oh yeah, your foot's broken. Let's bandage this. But when you feel bad on the inside, you t- people tend to shield themselves and build like an invisible wall between them and other people. It's, mm-hmm. it's crazy. Yeah, like when people go to the doctor, for example, about the broken foot that you said, it's no big deal. But then if someone's going to a therapist, they might feel ashamed to say that I'm going to a therapist when really both things are just both things are equally important and people shouldn't be afraid to talk about them. Also, I wanted to say about Victoria Garrick, I love her and I listened to that podcast and I actually listened to the thing about the concept of dating yourself and wrote a blog post about it because I just thought it was so awesome and now I'm fascinated with the idea. So it's very cool that you brought that up. Great minds think alike. (laughs) Definitely. Yes. So that brings us to our next question, which is, what are some of the ways you combat stressful situations and overwhelming emotions? I know that, you know, a lot of high schoolers, especially right now, so many exams and expectations for the GPA and whatnot. And so, yeah, that's, that's the question. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That question is very relevant to right now because of AP exams and just with the school year winding down, which is not fun. Although I was actually talking to a friend today and we only have less than two months until the school year ends, which is very exciting. So that's exciting. Um, But anyway, so for combating stressful situations, one would definitely be, I really enjoy exercising and Mm -hmm. I would encourage anyone to move their body in a way that feels good when they're feeling stressed. It doesn't necessarily have to be something like doing a sprint class or lifting weights, but even just getting outside and going for a walk is really beneficial to just clear the head and movement typically releases endorphins and we love the way that feels. Um, I also think it's really beneficial to talk about stress with people that are close to you and people that care for you. So for me, that person is my mom for a solid month, like last month, I would just keep going to her because there was so much stuff going on. And I was like, mom, I feel like you're my consultant or something. So I just, I kept going to her for um, help with my stress and just being able to talk about it with someone is so helpful. And I think even just talking about it releases some stress. And then one last thing would just be, I like to, I typically get stressed when I have a lot of things going on. So just writing down everything that I have to do is beneficial to just look it out and be like, okay, this is what I have to do. Now, how can I go about tackling this in the best way possible. Wow. I'm sorry. This is kind of off topic, but you said that you end school in two months. 
Yes, do you not? We had school in one month, and it's yeah. kind of nerve-wracking. Yeah. Is when that how it is in Maryland? No, we end school in the middle of June. What? That's, that's so I weird. did not know that. We end school, like, in the beginning, I mean, at the end of May. At the end of May, like, at the like the last couple days of May. And then June, it's like, yeah, Jessica, well, you know, it's summer. Uh, vacation. Yeah, vacation time. Oh, what? Well, wait, when do you start school in the fall? Oh, that's true. We start in, early. We start in August. Well, we start like in the Wait, first, August. like the last week of August. So like it doesn't really count because yeah. it's the first week like doesn't really count. But um, we start officially, I guess you could say, like where it starts gearing up in September. But I guess according to the calendar, mm-hmm. the last week of August. Okay. We start like the first or second week of September. So it kind of balances out. But Yeah, yeah. yeah. It should. It should. You mentioned planning and Dana mentioned exams. I think those go hand in hand. <laughs> Because you're like, oh, I have a test today, and you can just write it down, and you won't forget, or you shouldn't forget. And I think writing down things is so helpful, just like what you said, because all three of us here, we have one thing in common, out of the many things we have in common, is that we're planners, like actual planners, like in person and with a book, where you can see us all together. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think that uh, planning ahead, it really also like helps in relieving all that stress because in your brain, everything gets so, like jumbled up. You start freaking out like, oh, I have to do all of these things and I'm so anxious. But I think that once you actually start like planning everything out, just reading the work and, you know, just managing your time in that way uh, is can, can be beneficial for your mental health. So Definitely. And on the topic of AP exams, for example, I started planning my studying like two months in advance because I knew if I started studying a couple weeks before I would just have too much that I wanted to do and be way too stressful and unfortunately my schedule isn't going exactly according to plan which happens but just have starting in advance and not having the cram is yeah, very sure. beneficial so why do you think it is important to be kind to yourself I think it's important to be kind to yourself because each person deserves kindness. I would just say that as a fact. Each person deserves kindness and being kind to yourself makes for a happier life. And we have ourselves for life. It's always going to be me. That's going to be my biggest cheerleader, my biggest advocate, my best friend. I'll always be there for me. And just like everyone will be there for themselves. And negative self-talk has kind of become the norm. I know we were talking about social media earlier. And I think that it's become, it's become more normal, but that's not how things should be because just everyone everyone deserves kindness and everyone deserves to be treated with respect and I so I guess it just in general makes for a happier more positive life yeah for sure I think that especially right now uh, given like the current internet culture it's very normal to have like self-deprecating like jokes and memes and stuff like that and so that can kind of get like instilled in you from like a very early age so I think that when you actually have like positive self-talk because in the end we're the person that's always going to be uh you know have our backs have our own backs and so um yeah I think that that's something that is really important that a lot of people should start implementing into their lives yes 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 we're only given one chance at life and that's the only chance that we'll ever get there's no redo we can't turn back time So a lot of the times we beat ourselves down for things we say, things we believe, and it's absolutely crazy, don't you think? Yeah, yeah. Um, I was gonna say, Heidi, what you were saying reminds me of YOLO when that was a trend. Yeah, when that was a thing. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yes. You have one life. So be nice to yourself. Because mm-hmm. life is what you make it. Like you can't control what happens to you, but you can control how you react to it. And what is a life when you're not happy? I think that's what I constantly ask myself every single day. Definitely. For sure. Okay, so that brings us to our next question. Um, so we talked about, you know, the importance of uh, positive positive self-talk and being kind to yourself. So what would you say to someone who is not practicing positive self-talk and they don't really like who they are, you know, like their personality, how they come across to people or just appearance-wise, how they look? Someone who's really experiencing a lot of insecurities. Yeah, definitely. So I would say, first of all, to this person, their feelings are completely valid and totally understandable because it's something that a lot of people deal with, just struggling with self-acceptance and self and body image and things like that. And I would also tell them that we cannot fix it right away, but it's definitely something that we can work on because self-appreciation and self-love is a journey. And so I guess my first step, one thing that I have personally liked to do, for example, for body image is to go back to the roots and ask, why don't I like the way my body is looking right now? We're taught to not like ourselves because of society standards. For example, maybe we're told that we're too weird, too loud, too fat, so many twos, and it's only because of the arbitrary standards that are set. So for example, if I wasn't liking the way my stomach looks, for example, I could ask myself, why don't I like the way my stomach looks? Is it because I'm feeling bloated and uncomfortable? Or is it because we're told that thin toned stomachs are the only way to be beautiful? And then after I identify that, I can counter those thoughts. So for example, saying, oh, well, the reason I don't like the way my stomach looks right now is because I'm just feeling uncomfortable, but the feeling will pass. Now I'm going to go do something fun now. Or if I am not liking it because I think that it's not thin enough, for example, I could say, well, that is just because of arbitrary standards that were set and my stomach is perfect the way it is. And so coming up with with these solutions to these questions, I think is also very beneficial because when you repeat negative thoughts over and over again, they become routine. But if we're able to correct them into more positive thoughts, it's definitely a good way to shift our thinking overall into more positive thinking. And that will help in the long run. And then I would also just say to treat yourself like you would treat your best friend, because as we did mention earlier, you are your own best friend. And if your best friend was feeling like they were too weird or they were lame or if they weren't pretty or handsome, then you would say, no, you are so cool. I love this, this, this about you. And you're not ugly at all. And we would say this stuff to our best friends. So why would we be putting ourselves down? I think that we should also be building ourselves up and treating us and reassuring ourselves just like we would reassure our best friend. Mm -hmm. I was scrolling through your Instagram page, I think around a week ago. Time is a blurry memory for me at this point, but some time ago. And I was scrolling and I was looking at one of your posts that was a reel and it was saying, your body is not a billboard. It's a home. And that really like, I was like, wow. I'm like, yes, it is a home. I don't need to look perfect 100% of the time. Like skin has stretch marks. Skin will roll because it's skin and it's supporting a human being. It's not an object. It's not going to be perfect all the time. Like no one's perfect all the time. And I think people are perfect just the way they are. Imagine a world where we everyone looked the same, everyone ate the same, it would be very boring. And I think it's so wonderful that we have so many different people around us that we, that we get to learn from. And I think just varying things are just amazing. I love it. 
Yeah, for sure. And uh, I think uh, touching on what you said, Heidi, um, I think it's kind of important or very important to kind of embrace all the things that we see as flaws or that are told that we are told are flaws to kind of embrace that as sort of individuality and just to recognize that this is what makes us unique and separates us from other people. And it shouldn't be perceived as a negative thing, but something that just makes us special and different from everyone else. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just different. And so, yeah. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with you. The one that's wrong is society. Mm -hmm. And that builds up into our next question. And our next question is, what is a common misconception about loving yourself that you want to address? I would say that a common misconception might be that in order to not have bad body image thoughts or bad thoughts about your personality, you have to fully love yourself. And while the idea of loving yourself is just so amazing and I would love to completely love myself 100% of the time, it may not necessarily be realistic for everyone. So instead of just self-love, 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 I think the first step would be self-acceptance. We can, we should start by accepting ourselves because there may not be, we may not love every single thing about ourselves, but learning to accept them is very important. And this is definitely, I've seen this a lot on social, well, not a lot, but I've seen this pretty frequently on social media, um, both about loving yourself and about accepting yourself. And I think that promoting these ideas of self-acceptance are really important because you are built the way you are. And regardless of what that may be, you may not love everything about it, but it's who you are and we can all learn to accept it, which I think is really important. I learned what you just said, I think around a month ago, and I was telling my friend who was battling body image issues, I'm like, just love yourself. Like, I love you. And many people who love you do. And she was like, no, like, I want to get to there, to that point. And I'm going to get to that point. But I need to accept how how I look first and how I feel and how I act and who I am now in order for me to love myself. And I just realized, wow, I completely skipped that step in the journey. I went to straight, I went straight to self-love. I completely skipped the acceptance part, although it happens and it has to happen for love to happen. Yeah, for sure. I think that self-acceptance, like it's just a really important stepping stone that a lot of people kind of ignore. They kind of see like complete self-love as like the ultimate goal and everyone should be doing, you know, drinking tons of water and doing all of these things, doing yoga in the morning or whatever. Uh, Just like all these things that are defined as self-care and be like, oh, and if you do this long list of things, then you'll finally be able to love yourself and you'll be happy. And that's not necessarily the case all the time. And so I think that self-acceptance is a really important part of that. And so, again, it's just a really important stepping stone in order to get to that point. And that brings us to our next question um, that says, how do you feel about people pleasing and fearing other people's judgments? I actually had a conversation with some friends about this the other day, just about how um, people may feel that they're, they have to wear a mask in certain situations, not a COVID mask. Mask has a completely different connotation now. But yeah, I was like, whoa. I was like, I'm like, <laughs> we're getting there today. <laughs> no, like um, a mask kind of like different personalities or different hats almost per se. Um, and so I think that it's definitely prevalent in society just trying to please other people and not wanting to be judged by others. But it's definitely something obviously that we should stop. Um, Because life is so much more than other people's opinions. And it would be a lot more fun if we weren't so focused on pleasing others. And I I know that that is very hard. But just trying to embrace the bits of yourself is really important. Because also something else to note that I've realized is at the end of the day, 
everyone is more concerned with how they come off than observing other people. It, it, it sounds a little bit self-centered, but I think that in general, most people are worried about themselves and they're not focusing on you. So we likely internalize a lot of things. So we might be focusing on things that other people may not even notice. And actually circling back to Victoria Garrick, I was listening to one of her podcasts and it said a quote along the lines of, you can be the finest peach in the patch, but there's always going to be someone who doesn't like peaches. So that just goes to show, even if you were trying to please everyone and you were the most perfect person in the world, you're still not going to please everyone. So pleasing people may take a lot of energy, but if we can try to divert that energy to something else, it'd be really useful because at the end of the day, we're not going to be able to please everyone and we should just focus on being the best peach we can be. Yeah, I love that quote. I think that's so unique. You know, you can't really, again, like you said, you can't really please everyone, even if you did, you know, try to exert all this energy into trying to achieve that. So I think that's a really important message that a lot of people need to hear. And again, I completely agree with what you said before. A lot of people are just worried about themselves and how they project themselves onto others, what other people think of them. And really, and I say this to people all the time, everyone's busy worrying about themselves. And all of those like insecurities that you think everyone in the world is going to notice, they probably will go very, very unnoticed until like you bring it up or something like that. But honestly, a lot of our, what we perceive as these like grand, you know, problems or insecurities with our appearance or what we say, um, they're really just not as significant as we imagine them to be in reality. This reminds me of passing memories, passing time memories. I was reading an article, don't know how long ago, but it was saying how, because at that time I was struggling with people pleasing everybody's else's opinions and judgments that didn't even happen yet or would ever happen would dictate my actions. And I was living for someone else. I wasn't living my life. I was living everybody else's life. But then I came across this article and I'm like, how many people will actually remember that one moment 10 years ago when I accidentally called my teacher mother, for example? No one except for me. So like, why should I worry about that? And it's like the five by five rule where if it doesn't matter in five years, I don't spend more than five minutes worrying about it. And ever since I applied that rule, I've lived so much happier. And I I didn't even think it was possible at that point. I love that rule. I've, I try to implement it sometimes. And I it's something that I'm working on, but it's such, such a good thing to remember. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what is one way you like to spread positivity and love? I would say one way I like to spread positivity and love is that when I have a nice thought, I say it because you never know when it could make someone's day. For example, I'm actually in a happiness club at my school. And today we did an activity where we uh, called people on the phone and just told them how we were grateful for them. And that, first of all, that made me happy. But it also I was told it made my friend's day that I called. And so just doing things like that is really awesome. It kind of reminds me of the saying when you don't have something nice at all, nice to say, don't say it at all. But we can also take the reverse of that. And when you have a nice thought, say it. Like compliment someone's clothes. Compliment their personality. Randomly text someone that you thought was cool and be like, I would love to be friends because it's just a great way to spread positivity and love. And then secondly, I would also say be authentic in everything you do because realness is contagious and people are drawn to that. And it makes them more comfortable in their own skin as well when they see you being authentically yourself and real. And when everyone is truly themselves, I think in general, the world would just be a lot, 
a much posit more positive place because people are comfortable and they don't feel the need to necessarily judge others because maybe they aren't feeling as insecure because they're themselves and that's great. And they're celebrating themselves, which is just really awesome. So um, I didn't know there was a happiness club. That sounds interesting. That sounds fun. And yeah, I think that doing, you know, little things like that can really, you know, make someone stay. But yeah, I think it's a really uh, good aspect. And I'll definitely be following that 555 rule that y'all were talking about. It sounds really interesting. But um, yeah, Heidi, do you want to say anything else before this episode comes to a close? All aboard the happiness train. I love that happiness club. We don't have that, and I really want one. So maybe we don't know what will happen in the future, but hopefully from Maryland, I can take inspiration from you. That's you should wonderful. actually. I started it this year, so and and so I have all these activities. If you want to start one at your school, I have. I would be happy to help. Ooh, out. And actually, the whole, whole shebang. Yes. The whole shebang. And to all the listeners, if you want to start a happiness club at your school, uh, message me. Well, I'll share my information later, and I think we should just start happiness clubs everywhere. Oh, yes, so yes, yes. How wholesome. In the beginning, yeah, how wholesome. I love that. In the beginning of the episode, you mentioned Instagram, and I think when I asked how to spread positivity and love, that reminded me of just filtering who you follow. I think it really makes a difference because a phone is something so small and so powerful, even though it's so tiny, and Every single moment you don't spend doing something else, you're on probably on your phone. And you and the first thing people usually click is social media. For me, it's Instagram. So when you're scrolling through that, you're, my subconscious is like absorbing all this information, whether I want to or not, because there's really no filter. You have to really make one for yourself. And even then, sometimes it doesn't work. So I think what I did was I like filtered through the people I followed. And no matter how close or how far away they were from me, if they didn't make me feel good about myself, I unfollowed them. And I was like, wow, it kind of hurt at first to unfollow people that I know, but at the end, it all worked out because I'm still nice to them. And I, I will still say hi to them, maybe not on their Instagram, but if I see them at HEB, I'll say hello. <laughs> You'll say hi. I love that. Yeah. I've done the same thing. Um, I think sometimes on Instagram, there, there is a pretty big focus on like who you're following how many likes you get but trying to ignore those and just realize at the end of the day as long as you're nice to people in real life uh doing whatever is best for you and healthiest for you on social media is really important so whether that be unfollowing someone or not not posting as frequently because you're really worried about the number of likes you get I think that's really important so I, I've done the same thing Heidi I think it's good to make social media the, a positive experience or as positive as it can be I'm proud of us. I truly am. Yes. yes. I don't virtual have social media, but props to y'all. Yay. Virtual high fives for everyone. Hooray. Okay. So unfortunately, this episode is coming to a, a close, but we hope you left this episode with new knowledge. So if you want to keep up with Madeline, where can everyone find you? Do you have any socials? Yes. Yeah, you can follow me on Instagram. It's at underscore real and relatable. And then also my blog is realandrelatable.weebly.com and Weebly is spelled W-E-E-B-L-Y. But my Instagram links to my blog. So just follow me on Instagram and then you can hop onto the blog and I would love to see you on my socials. It's also very aesthetically pleasing. Mm -hmm. Like your blog, it felt like whenever I'm staring at the screen, it's a lot of white space and a lot of, a lot of words from all my school assignments. But when I click on your blog, it's like, wow, it's like, eye heaven that's one way I can describe it eye candy it's so pretty it's so aesthetically pleasing it's so wonderful to read because I have read your blog post 
And they're perfect. They're honestly perfect. Oh my god. So, right? Thank you. I feel like I need to make that a quote. Madeline's blog, eye candy. <laughs> Madeline's blog. Um, what was it? The heaven one. I don't know. That's very sweet. Thank you so much. No problem. No problem. I'm honestly really glad to have met you. That one Zoom meeting that we had with Love Michael, which is a wonderful organization. But if you want to keep up with me and Dana, you can find us on any streaming platforms for podcasts such as YouTube, where we will post this video, or on Anchor if you prefer listening to just the audio, Spotify, and more. We're everywhere. Apple Podcasts, you name it, we're there. You can also check out our Instagram page at FuntimesWDH, and our website will be linked on our page. So any last closing comments, guys? Thank you for listening and thank you for having me. This was so much fun. I love talking to you guys and I hope everyone listening enjoyed listening as well. Yeah, for sure. We love having you here. So thank you so much and I'll see you guys next time. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.